0: This is Pro in the studio. I'm Shahir Haradwala. The pandemic has proven to be a challenge for many. Students are one group of people feeling its differences. Today, we hear from a nursing student studying at one of Toronto's universities. Hi, Joseph. It's great to have you on our podcast. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Joseph Amari. I am a fourth year nursing student at Ryerson and I've been working at St. Joe's as a healthcare attendant for the last almost year now. Um, I know Shahir through uh, the nursing course union. I'm the president there also.
0: Yeah. And what kind of placements have you had over the past two years since the pandemic began?
1: Since the pandemic began. Um, so last year, uh, I think while everything was going on, I was at Women's College Hospital. I was at their Mohs clinic, which is a clinic for facial tumors, micrographic surgery. Um, and then that March we had um, everything stop and we had our placements halted for a bit. And then this year I've been um, at one placement the entire year. I'm still there currently at uh, Mount Sinai Hospital, at their emergency department.
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about both of your placements and how um, how much of a unique experience um, you've had in the past. And so um, I just wanted to ask, how has the pandemic affected your life and uh, maybe even your placements in fact?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think personally as a nursing student, it hasn't affected my personal life very much. I think it's more so affected our placements and, um, my school situation more
0: definitely um because i have heard about how a lot of students have been in my year and even in the next in fact all of the years have um had issues with getting placement um a lot of there there has been a shift to non-preceptor placements online um Mm -hmm. and but but because you are still in the workforce you are still physically going um what changes have you seen from uh, when you were pre-pandemic and to now?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously that schooling component where we've shifted to an online format. So we're no longer going in person to classes and we don't have labs anymore. Um, and then also from a placement perspective, I think uh, I haven't suffered personally too much, but I know a lot of my colleagues and coworkers um, who are in school, uh, there's been a lack of placements. There's a scarcity of placements. and um, as you mentioned, there's there's been a shift towards non-precepted um, placements, as well as just virtual placements from home if there aren't any placements available at all for students. So it's it's almost like a video game that students play instead of placements, which um, I'm sure can help a little bit, but uh, definitely not you know a substitute for in-clinical placements. Um, and I think there's also been with the pandemic just this. Um, huge opening for jobs and job opportunities for nursing students. I think a lot of industries have suffered um, through COVID and because of the pandemic, but I think healthcare and nursing is one of those areas that um, there's been a lot of growth in. And so uh, that's when I started working as a healthcare attendant at St. Job's. um, And that's also where I saw a lot of job opportunities open open at other uh, hospitals. So clinical extern positions, healthcare aides, um things like that so
0: yeah for sure I've noticed that as well um which is kind of ironic because a lot of students aren't having that experience yet the workforce is opening those opportunities for them is is there a way that your your work is different from what you would get from your placements
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, working as a healthcare attendant and clinical externs, they're all they all fall under they all fall under the umbrella of um, unregulated healthcare professionals. So um, there's definitely a restriction as to what you can and cannot do, and you you would not be doing the things you would as a nursing student, including medication administration um, and um, assessments and whatnot. But you do definitely get to um, work with the nurses and with the other healthcare professionals. So there's, it's, it's a lot less responsibilities and a lot more um, responsibilities like that are similar to the PSWs, but um, I still think it's really, really valuable. It's taught me so much um, about just being in hospital and working on other skills such as communication and um, marketing and just Um, you know, putting yourself out there and getting comfortable and confident in the uh, hospital environment. So it's definitely, definitely valuable, although, um, yeah, you definitely can't do some of the things you would do as a student.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that as well. But yeah, it can definitely be meaningful in other ways that the nursing student opportunity wouldn't be able to provide for you. Yeah. So that's great to hear that you were able to find a job and you're still able to hone your skills as you move forward. Has there been ever um, some kind of conflict between you having a clinical position as a student as well as having that job?
1: Personally, um, aside from the workload of having to go in in, and work and then do your schoolwork, that's been obviously difficult. But other than that, there hasn't been any other conflict. But being part of the nursing course union... Um, a big, big issue that's um, arisen in the fourth year especially is that students who are working at hospitals um, as clinical externs or as screeners um, who are then placed um, in long-term care facilities, there is a conflict um, with the Emergency Act of Ontario where they cannot be working at a long-term care facility and another um, acute setting. And so a lot of students were forced to um, forego their positions at the hospitals or clinical externs or screener positions. And um, it's, it's been difficult for a lot of students because some, some students need to be working. They need to have some sort of income and um, schools is not letting them have that because again, the emergency act and they're not allowed to work at acute settings. So I have personally not been affected by this because I've been in the acute setting in the hospital. So with hospitals, you can work at other hospitals, but with long-term care facilities. That's not really the case and it's been, it's been difficult and we've been dealing with that continuously throughout the year. Um, I think that's especially evident in the fourth year students.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I could see why um, they have this. It, I guess it would be to reduce the risk of transmission of infection. Um, but have, have the students um, had any say in this or have they um, advocated for, their, uh, for for their opportunities being shut down?
1: Unfortunately not. The students don't really have much of a say in this. And frankly, neither does the school. Um, We've been working to advocate for the students and bring up these issues to the faculty, but the faculty themselves, they don't have really much power in this issue because this is a uh, province-wide act that's been enabled on the government's end. Um, And so it's been difficult. We've been trying to figure out ways around this, um, such as providing students with um, extra funding, um, opening up COVID grants for students, and so that's been in the making. Um, but aside from that, uh, there's not much that the faculty has been able to do to address this issue because, again, it's not really something that the students can fix or the faculty. It's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger issue. That's, um, you know, that's that's from the government side of things. So it's been difficult.
0: Yeah, I guess that's much larger than I'd expected. But you you, sir, you yourself, how have you been managing school and mental health during COVID? Because I know that a lot of people's mental health has been worsened by having the quarantine restrictions and all of those related things. So could you tell me a bit about how that's affected you personally?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I haven't personally been affected too much by the uh, COVID and lockdown restrictions. I still am going and working fairly often. Um, I still go to placements, and so I'm not nearly as stuck at home as some of uh, of my other friends and um, family members are, but I have implemented things even before lockdown that I think have been really helpful in maintaining my sanity. Um, So little things like self-care have definitely been helpful. Um, So (laughs) you just kind of have to invest yourself in some other things, uh, such as For me personally, skincare has been awesome. So I've just been taking some time to take care of myself and my skin. And um, in a way, that's just, it keeps me busy. It also helps me um, keep busy with something else um, and not focus on being alone, not being able to see friends and not go out. Um, As well as shifting my definition of what productivity is, because I think pre-COVID, we've all... um, We've all had this image of productivity where it's, you know, you go out, you do this, you run this errand, you run this chore, you go to work. Um, but, you know, in, in the current climate, you can't really do those things. And so I think what I've done to compensate for that is change my definition of what a productive day for me is. So for me, getting up early, having breakfast, and maybe even um, organizing my room, I, I consider that now productive um and I don't shame myself for doing those things such as you know uh working out at home or cleaning my room or just sitting around and you know um spending the time just relaxing like I think those things are productive and um that's definitely helped in maintaining my sanity because prior to this and also in the beginning of COVID if I had a day where I sat at home and just you know cleaned my room I, I told myself that I wasn't productive that I wasn't doing anything that I should be doing more but you know, the yeah honestly say really too much <laughs> yeah so shifting your definition of productivity self-care and just keeping busy with certain smaller things that you know um, that's how i've been managing my mental health
0: yeah that's great to hear um honestly my skin is still <laughs> not that great <laughs> despite having well, um, all this time to myself but hopefully hopefully i can get some inspiration from you
1: yes we'll get in contact we'll work on that together
0: do you have any advice for students who are going into nursing um so I'd say high school students who haven't um whose view of nursing might have shifted over time um with all of this happening around them um would you have any advice for them
1: yeah um well as we mentioned earlier like all these opportunities have arisen um between job opportunities and school and volunteering at hospitals who are struggling with COVID I think my biggest advice for students considering nursing is take advantage of everything that's been offered to you. So if there is, you know, after first after your first year of nursing, you're able to work as a PSW, do that. Go out, get some clinical experience, even if it's not as a nursing student or a placement, it's, it's as a PSW. I think regardless, taking advantage of any opportunities that your school's given to you um, is so valuable. And I think um, I always get asked this a lot is how come You've you've gotten so many like amazing placements, and I always get long term care, and I don't, I don't know why I'm getting these things. Um Yo, I, think, I,
0: I was asking you that as well. You were, <laughs> was not I? <laughs>
1: yeah, and you know what? I think the biggest thing is I've any opportunity I've taken or I've I've been offered, I take. So I've been working as a PSW since second year. Um, I've been working for the nursing council for a few years also, and I've volunteered at Mount Sinai um, for a couple of years also. So I think it's again, ensuring that you're taking any opportunity given and just really beefing up your resume because at the end of the day, we're all gonna graduate with the same bachelors of science in nursing, but what's gonna differentiate you and your friends is that you're gonna have um, experience working at, as a volunteer at this hospital, and you're gonna have a PSW experience and you're gonna have this experience. And these things really are the things that make you a more valuable and more hireable uh, employee. So. I think take advantage of everything. Go join CNSA, go join NCU, go take that PSW position. If you see someone's hiring clinical externs because of the the pandemic, do that. Like, again, there's so many things, especially with the pandemic that's been um, made available to us as nursing students. And I think um, too little, too few students are taking advantage of these things.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, would you have any advice for students who aren't able to take up those positions for whatever reasons—family or personal—or they have they have someone who's vulnerable in their family? Would you? Are there any suggestions um, for how to hone their skills despite staying at home?
1: I think um, you know as much as going in clinicals and having placements, you you gain those nursing skills. Um, which are very valuable of course. but I think what's even more valuable and I think what you can definitely work on in any setting is working on your interpersonal skills, working on communication skills because those skills are transferable to any any position in nursing. Um, and so if you're not able to go out and you know work as uh, work in the hospital or get experience doing this thing or that thing, I think you know perhaps joining an organization, um, such as c u and working on projects from home or taking on projects or doing volunteer work for other organizations that are remote. Um, I think that option is still there. So I know the RNAO is hiring students to work remotely from home to, um, to work on some of their volunteer projects. And so, you know, working on communication, working um, on your interpersonal skills goes so long, um, especially as, as a, a nursing student. I know they teach you empathy and whatnot but like that stuff can't be taught in in the classroom I think you have to go out and work with people go and work in group projects and do um, not necessarily volunteer work but just working with people in order to develop those skills.
0: Yeah for sure Um, I remember in NSC 12 they were teaching us that for six (laughs) weeks yeah they've changed the curriculum now but I don't know how it is anymore but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: got to go out. You can't really teach those things. A lot of things that you learn in nursing school, you can't teach. Um, and that's that's another thing I wanted to mention is that so many students get bummed out because they had maybe not the best experience in nursing school. Um, not many good placements, not many good clinical experiences. But what I've been talking to uh, when I talk to nurses in the hospital setting and when I, what, I, what I've learned over the past years is that nursing really starts um, once you graduate. Like nursing school you don't learn anything. I mean, you do, you definitely do learn some things in nursing school, you learn foundations, but w- once you graduate and you start working, that's really when your knowledge and when you, when you uh, begin to learn those things and like those nursing skills. Um, and so I, I think just, it's just a nice reminder to not fret about um, your experiences in nursing. I think again, your nursing journey starts once you graduate and you learn so much um, once you're on the floor, once you're actually working as a registered nurse so um make the most of your placement experiences right now um you know whether it's long-term care whether it's a place you don't want to be make the most of it and then once you graduate you'll get to uh you know live your dreams and you know you'll be great i'm sure everyone's going to be fine once they graduate (laughs) and again like uh, some students it sucks because i i feel i feel their struggle i feel their their um why they're upset and it's because they don't they've had four years of long-term care um, placements but you know the alternative is like nothing and yeah we've all been blessed at Virison to have um a um the placement office the cpo they've been working day and night to get everyone placements and as many placements as they can and a lot of schools don't have that and so just being able to have a placement even if it's non-preceptor even if it's remote you're networking. You're building connections. You're working at a hospital facility. You you've got your name registered there. You um you know you're able to get a letter of recommendation while a lot of students from other schools don't have that. They have nothing. Um, they have group projects and they have you know. So yeah, definitely definitely make the most of any experience you get.
0: For sure. Thank you so much, Joseph, for your pearls of wisdom. Um, <laughs> of course. I'm sure I'm sure the students will be able to relate to what you've been saying and definitely take up that advice to better themselves in the future. I hope so. Thank you very much for having me. This was fun. Thank you, Joseph. That's it from us today. This episode is produced by The Quarantine Project, an initiative created by nursing students to provide easy to understand COVID-19 information for teens. If you are interested in learning more about the work we do, you can subscribe to our Instagram channel at dot quarantine project until then see you next week